before i go to bed in the night i give commands to my subconscious mind about my goals what i want to become so daily half an hour before i go to bed i give commands welcome to the emotional coach podcast i'm your host andrea splendori and this week my guest is professor ms rao professor rao lives in hyderabad in india and is the author of 48 books his approach to coaching is completely different from the rest of the guests i've had so far and he has this plan for 2030 to create 1 million leaders it's an interesting conversation i hope you enjoy it please subscribe share and review it's the only way podcasts like this get a chance to survive the title tune is paralyzed by nevada i'm here with uh, professor rao is uh, speaking to me all the way from india from hyderabad and uh, thanks a million for coming on the podcast and uh, Well uh, I'll I'll tell you what I like to start from um, I heard an interview you did and I like to start from you you, you mentioned your upbringing being a quite a tough upbringing and toxic just tell me a little bit about that, about that if you could please So first of all uh, let me uh, thank you for giving me this opportunity I'm truly excited to be on your show Now coming to the question see I was uh, born in a toxic family Uh, oh, my mother was a nurse and she was a constant complainer and my father was uh, uh, an alcoholic and a litigant and uh, we belonged to a poor family and uh, my father had a tea stall so i used to go for uh, school then also i used to uh, sit in the tea stall in the cash counter sometimes washing the dishes and serving tea to the customers uh, but right from my childhood uh, i have uh, i have been passionate about reading and uh, have uh, and uh, passionate about acquiring education but uh, i was not in a position to continue my education so before completion of the graduation itself uh, i joined the indian air force so uh that was uh, really a break to me and uh, that was the turning point in my life and uh, i started evolving as a positive and a healthy individual and i started acquiring discipline i started acquiring leadership qualities i developed my passion for leadership after i joined indian air force so after i joined indian air force i completed my graduation that is bsc then i have been i have done masters in art i did my mba i did my pgtcll i did my pgtpm and i acquired a dme from indian air force so after i left indian air force and i joined in business it didn't work out unfortunately my father-in-law and uh, brother-in-law they have betrayed me so that landed me to so many problems that i left uh, business and i got into teaching field the teaching field is the area where i can shape uh, students as leaders and where i can share my knowledge and also my failures and my challenges so i started discovering my passion for teaching uh, then i joined for uh, phd in soft skills and in the year 2007 uh, i took admission for phd in soft skills 
by 2011 i completed my phd acquired my doctorate in soft skills so i started writing books from the year 2010 so far i have written 60 books 40 have been published and 12 books are are to be published uh throughout my journey of my life i have undergone so many struggles sufferings challenges even today i still belong to a lower middle class family without any regular income i am still unemployed uh, so I, i have a good wife who support, supports me so i am still living in a rented uh, uh, flat and floor but still i have passion for sharing my knowledge with students i have passion to share my knowledge with many people across the world so that drives me to get up every day morning around 4 o'clock and uh, start uh, creating some knowledge and sharing knowledge with the world this is my life journey okay that's uh, that's quite amazing but tell me something let's go back a little bit for a second when how long were you in the army for and what what really what really did you learn from it what 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 was you learn what you learning from that the army i joined in the indian air force uh, as a technician i i joined in the lowest rank and i have served for uh, 12 years i worked in mi uh, 17 helicopters and uh, mi 21 uh, aircrafts so i traveled entire india on helicopters and uh, i enjoyed the life of uh, discipline and uh, i learned about leadership i have developed uh, a positive attitude so i am grateful to indian air force i am what i am because of the indian air force i am grateful to indian air force okay um so you just said uh, you you are unemployed at the moment um yeah but to, so you but you still teaching or uh, explain uh, a little bit that to me yeah the thing is uh, i am unemployed i worked as a, a professor in couple of institutions uh, but uh, the things are not favorable uh, to work as a faculty member and uh, i had to focus on my son's education so i had to stay in one place in india so i focused on the education of my children and i started sh- staying in hyderabad so in hyderabad right now there are no opportunities for employment and uh, there are some institutions uh, uh, vacancies for soft skills but the challenge is that i i was not blessed to have regular education because i studied uh, through my own way and uh, through distance mode of education and correspondence so since i didn't study in uh, eminent educational institutions i don't get employment in eminent educational institutions for instance uh, harvard has rejected me in my application for a, a post doctoral uh, position in the year 2016 uh, basically because my educational track record is not from uh, eminent educational institutions that is the big challenge now and since i am unemployed i have no regrets uh, i have set up a vision 2030 1 million global leaders so if anyone invites me to uh, deliver a training program i go and deliver to shape students as global leaders that's one 
since i am at home i started focusing more on my writing previously i was focusing on teaching now i am focusing more on writing books so i i started uh, writing and my books and i started sharing my knowledge free with the world this is how i am doing it oh that's admirable it's great um, but tell me um, and i will get to your books in one second but tell me about the 3030 vision um sorry 2030 vision i should say of the um, um, a million global leaders what what is a global leader uh, the thing is uh, the there are different uh, generations like uh, uh, generation y they are known as millennials generation x and uh, baby boomers and generation z are entering into the workplace so the baby boomers are retiring across the world there is a leadership gap uh, where millions are not uh, well trained to take up leadership roles and responsibilities which is known as leadership uh, deficit globally so i realized it uh, around uh, 10 years back uh, since i belong to generation x i can uh, serve as a bridge between uh, uh, baby boomers and millennials who are also known as generation y so i thought why not to set my vision and start developing students as uh, global leaders because when i joined indian air force i was uh, uh, around 18 to 19 years old so students are the right people uh, to inculcate uh, right attitude positive attitude and groom them as global leaders so i have crafted a vision and i have set up a blog titled vision 2030 1 million global leaders so in that blog i keep sharing uh, quotations and uh, free knowledge to inspire students and uh, whenever i get any opportunities i go and deliver free training programs so because it's a non profit initiative great so this is what is all about wish uh, uh, for 2030 1 million global leaders and this has received a couple of awards uh, even uh, hr uh, from usa uh, hr uh, leadership excellence uh, they uh, they have shortlisted and they have given uh, an award for this vision uh, 2030 1 million global leaders and uh, they invited me but i couldn't go okay uh, that's that's brilliant It's because uh, as i was saying to you before we switched on the microphone i lived in india for a number of years uh, for four years um, not too far from where you are i lived in bangalore And I remember at the time, um, that was good 25 years ago. But at the time, um, education was very much, uh, it was very much something that it was um, only uh, for a certain class. I wouldn't even call yeah, it a class. The class. It, it, has it changed in 25 years, or is it still? Because India is a huge, amazing place, but it's a huge place. There's so many people live there. There, and has it changed in 25 years? See now, you can take me as a case study. I joined Indian Air Force when I was barely eighteen to nineteen years. I had passion for uh, having education, but uh, I didn't have financial resources, and my parents were not in a position to provide education. Then I left education. Then I entered into Indian Air Force. Then I started my journey of acquiring education. Usually, those who join uh, armed forces. they uh, they they stop uh, acquiring further education but i acquired education when i was 19 years and uh, i was working i was uh, earning and also i was learning 
it is obvious that this education 25 years back was different education scenario now is different because now the situation in india is better 25 years back it was not that good so people are having opportunities now relatively better opportunity than what uh, i had uh, uh, in the year 1982 i joined in infos around that years back i joined so when i look back uh, now the present generation have got uh, lots of opportunities india in 2020 is far better than india in 1982 so india is growing in a right uh, right direction so education is growing but not the pace which is supposed to grow okay well it's good to know anyway it's uh, it's, it's a big place it takes time to to turn it but um so apart from the moment today you you, you know you're saying that work is hard to come by at the moment it's not an easy time to be in in an employment but prior to this apart from education you did you get involved in coaching as well did you do some coaching for for people or yes yes uh, coaching in the sense uh, i provided uh, leadership development training programs uh, for instance i was invited uh, in malaysia i conducted workshops and i keynoted conferences in malaysia uh, and in india also i conducted leadership development programs i, I was invited by tcs so likewise uh, i conducted leadership development programs and also i keynoted uh, conferences in malaysia so i personally counseled and coached students in the educational DC- institutions oh did you okay this i was going to say dcs at the educational institute dcs yeah when i was a, a professor i used to coach students and i used to counsel students mm-hmm. uh, because students uh, uh, in india uh, some of the students they don't like the way the education system is going on mm-hmm. so uh, because the kind of education we have right now is uh, it's like uh, read write and reproduce there is less of creativity that's the challenge so some of the students uh, because of peer pressure and because of parental pressure they get into some courses and later on they they struggle a lot to complete the courses so i coached and counseled the, the students and also i counseled some of the students who have depression and uh, with the suicidal tendencies uh, it's unfortunate that uh, uh suicides are uh, very high among the students in india okay. uh, because uh, they are not able to cope up with uh, technology they are not able to cope up with the expectations of uh, parents and uh, they are not able to cope up with the kind of courses that i have chosen so these are all the challenges uh, uh, that touched my heart so i started uh, focusing more uh, on students and the students also uh appreciated my passion they loved loved me so much so i decided to dedicate my life uh, for the cause of students that's amazing because um when i came over to india i came over as part of the transformation that was um bringing a, a lot of the company from the west were coming into india to set up um what bangalore at the time was known as the the silicon valley of silicon india the silicon valley of india but then hyderabad, hyderabad took over just as i was leaving hyderabad at the time became 
you know, the, the very high tech. But what I noticed, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, what I noticed at the time, us as Westerner were creating a class that wasn't there before. We were creating a class of people that were earning different money. They were thrown in at the deep end with, you know, technology was bringing in a lot more money than was there before. And is that what's happening with the student as well? I mean, the fact that they can see, they can work from Microsoft or whoever it might be, IBM, I don't know, whoever is there now. But there's a huge demand for that student to be the next entrepreneur, the next high-tech uh, engineer. Is that, is that what's happening? Uh, uh, there's a shift. Uh, there's a positive shift across the country. Because when you lived in India, that India was different. As you said, uh, Bengaluru was uh, top. It's known as Silicon Valley of India. It's also known as Garden City of India. And uh, uh, then the uh, political leaders from Hyderabad, they competed with the Bangalore and uh, they set up high-tech city. I live near high-tech city in, in Hyderabad. So Hyderabad is also known as Pearl City. So now the technology is growing and opportunities are growing and uh, People are having relatively better opportunities, better position than what it was. Uh, now, let me cite uh, some of the examples. Some a few years back, this uh, Sundar Pichai went USA, and he became Google CEO, Alphabet CEO. Then uh, Satya Nadella, he became CEO of uh, uh, Microsoft. There are many Indians. Uh, they have they have become CEOs. They are growing. Uh, so it's obvious that uh, I expect the present generation of students to become entrepreneurs because the previously there was a mindset to become job seekers. Now gradually there is a shift in the mindset of the students to become job providers. So earlier they were seeking for employment, now they want to become employers. So there's a change in the mindset of the Indian students. Hopefully, we'll have more and more entrepreneurs and uh, Indian students will become more. They will set up their own uh, uh, enterprises in India and there will be more uh, employment opportunities. I'm very much optimistic and bull bullish about the Indian students and about the future of our country. Mm. Oh, that's amazing. And... Uh... I, it's the most uh, amazing minds I ever met were in India, like the mathematical minds and engineering minds that I ever met were in India. But what, what really interests me, Professor Rao, is um, this bit you're talking about, concentrating on the students and the fact that, that there's a lot of, uh, you know, there's a high level of suicide. So your personal development uh, programs you're putting together. What are you focusing on? How, how, what's your, you know, you're very optimistic, which is great, but what are you focusing on for, the, for this new generation to become the new leader? What, what do they need to learn? What's the main thing they need to learn? So during my training programs, I emphasize on building positive attitude, right attitude and strong attitude because attitude is the basic thing from which everything starts. So I touch upon attitude first. If the attitude is good, definitely they will be able to grow as leaders. So this is the area I concentrated because I have earned my PhD in soft skills. So I started providing soft skills programs for students. 
because soft skills are all about the skills abilities related to personality attitude and behavior so these are the areas i have focused so my core attention on students is to have a right attitude and a positive attitude so that they can grow as great leaders okay that's fantastic so we you are looking at the human um beneath the leader the human the person that is going to grow into be the right person for that position and uh, that that's great now let me get you to this book so, so at the moment i'm writing a book and it's taking me a long time and it's only a small book <laughs> <laughs> now you wrote 60 and 48 of you published on amazon yeah. uh, i haven't read any of them <laughs> to be honest <laughs> Uh, and, I don't, and I, I'll tell you now, I'll be honest with you, I won't read all 48 of them. But <laughs> <laughs> how do you write 48 books and why do you write 48 books? I told you, no. Uh, I know, you're trying, I, to, you're trying to open I, I, up, yeah. I, I, I'll try to open up. So yeah. first of all, I'm glad to know that uh, you're writing a book. Let me congratulate on your book. Okay. And... Uh, why I have written 48 books? I told you, you no. Know, uh, I came from challenges. Right, right from my childhood, I was born under challenges. I grew out of challenges. And uh, I have been working very, very hard. Because I never looked, looked for monetary aspects. I always believed in building knowledge and sharing knowledge. And that, that was one aspect. Second challenge was, I was unemployed. So that is a boon in disguise. So when, when I was unemployed, it's an opportunity for me to focus on books. So if you are working for a company, then you'll be focusing on that work. So now since I am unemployed, so I started focusing on books. That's one. And more than that, I, I'm passionate about four areas. One is writing books. Uh, second is uh, uh, sharing knowledge. Uh, then. Uh, providing training programs and inspiring people. These are the four areas. So since I am passionate about writing books, morning 4 o'clock I get up, night 10 o'clock I sleep, and I don't have any friends. My laptop is my best friend. So I sit with my laptop, I keep writing whatever comes in my mind. And I am not intelligent guy. I am from a below, uh, uh, I, I belong to a below intelligence category. And one more challenge with me is that I'm a dyslexic. I, I can't catch up certain things. I'm a slow learner. So if that, if slow learning is a negative point, the plus point with me is that I'm highly creative and I'm highly imaginative. So God is very great. So God has made me below average candidate with the below average intelligence. But God has also gifted me with very high creativity and imagination. So that is helping me to write books and the problems like you know being unemployed it's an opportunity so i started writing books whatever the thoughts thoughts come i write on and uh, uh, by way of article i compile all the articles uh, then i title it as a book and uh, give it to my publisher so that's that's how my books have come okay 60 books so wow. 48 have been published and the 49th book is going to hit very soon about COVID-19. Okay, wow. Tell me something, who, who, who is your audience? Who, who, who are you writing for? And who's buying your books? Uh, so I have a 
typical audience uh, my books are not confined to one particular genre see because i have written books on students i have written books on soft skills i have written books on um, soft leadership i have written books on uh, leadership i have written books on executive education i have written books on coaching now i am writing books on spiritualism so one of the books uh, uh, that i titled uh, see the light in you uh, uh, has been published in uh, 2020 and his holiness dalai lama has written a foreword that is one of the best books in my life so this is about uh, mindfulness the book so this is getting good response so now i can't specifically say that uh, i am confined to a particular audience i have for some books students are the audiences for some books spiritual and uh, spiritual and the people who are from mindfulness are my audience for some books uh, management for some books uh, leadership for some books like ceos likewise okay. you know i don't have any specific audience i have diversified audience fantastic and tell me something um you just say something you don't have any friends why not now you are my best friend <laughs> <laughs> so in the sense uh, what i mean to say is uh when i was in indian air force i had uh, so many friends after i left uh, indian air force uh, somehow i was uh, betrayed by some of my relatives some of the relatives you know encountered some bitter experiences so if god has given the challenges then i started uh, uh, distancing away from those people and i started focusing on creative activities so what i do is i spend my time with uh, my wife then i spend my time with uh, my laptop where i'll be writing so usually people say books are my friends now i can say laptop is my friend because from laptop i can create so many books okay that's fantastic uh, i have only one laptop so from that laptop i keep writing uh, so many books so for me laptop is my friend and uh, i don't have any guru if there is any guru that is google is my guru <laughs> because whenever i have a doubt or anything i go to google such uh, learn the things uh, tell me something now that you mention guru um because uh, i mean india is the land of gurus and uh, yeah. and yeah. Uh, yeah. i had the pleasure to work with one particular guy when i was learning to do yoga and he was a fascinating character uh, amazing guy but um, that was my experience but did you have did you ever have a guru or did you ever seek out a guru or what's your view on gurus no i don't have any gurus as i told you some just now my guru is only google but before had, did you ever seek out any gurus in the past or have you had no, a, any need I, I for it no i don't have any gurus i i don't have any gurus in my life let me add one more thing if i had a guru in my engage probably i would have risen so high in my life since i i didn't have any guru mentor or coach i have been struggling throughout my life that is the reason why i don't want others to suffer due to lack of a coach due to lack of a mentor that is the reason why i have become a coach why i have become a mentor for others because people should not suffer due to lack of a coach let me add one more research finding most of the nobel laureates uh, said that they were successful because they had uh, a guru 
I mean, in our language, it's uh, they had a good teacher who inspired them in their engage. Because of the inspiration they have received, they started going in one direction, and finally, they bagged Nobel prizes. So this is the research finding I have noticed. So if the people who have right uh, teachers or educators in the initial uh, career, uh, definitely they, they can grow big. So now why I am telling you, because coaching, you know, sometimes people neglect. Coaching is very much required. Similarly, mentoring is required. So guru is very much required for everyone. But for me, I don't have any guru. Okay. And would you, would you like to have one? Uh, I don't know. If anyone comes, definitely. Right now, I don't have any guru. If okay. there is any guru, that's only one thing. That is, Google is my guru. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. So, okay. I know, um, I know you, have, um, you have your routine. You get up at 4 in the morning and you go to bed nice and early, 9, 9.30, 10. And that, I must say, that was my routine when I lived there because the, the weather was... Uh, it just was very conducive to a nice early morning waking up. And yeah. uh, so tell me about your routine in the morning. What do you get up when you get up at four? What do you do? Uh, so morning four o'clock I get up, but uh, uh, the moment I get up, I drink water, heavy, uh, a lot of water. Uh, then I, I do brush. Then I, I keep writing because uh, prior to that day, I plan one day before I plan myself. I, have, I do one thing, one great thing. Uh, before I go to bed in the night, I give commands to my subconscious mind about my goals, what I want to become. So daily, half an hour before I go to bed, I give commands. At that time, I will also give commands. So tomorrow I have to do that work, tomorrow morning. So that means I feed my subconscious mind one day before, what I have to do next day. So I keep everything ready like you know because i am i'm from a military background i, I mean i am from middle Air Force background so we do a lot of uh, things uh, ready in reserves then we start doing the things that is we do we draw a blueprint of strategy we keep resources ready then we plan for the attack so that was the mindset i had developed from Indian Air Force similarly here there is nothing like attacking anybody uh, so we, I draw a mental blueprint in my mind and the next day morning, the moment I get up, I keep writing because already I planned one day before what I have to write. So I keep writing on that and that too I give, I, I give commands to my subconscious mind. So definitely more thoughts will come early morning. So when more thoughts will come because already I fed my mind. So, uh, my, so lots of ideas will come. So I, I scribble my ideas. So after I scribble my ideas, uh, up to six, seven, I will be scribbling, then editing, re-editing, like around 20 to 30 times, I edit my own article to bring it to some standards. So then again, you know, I go to gym for one hour, uh, do heavy workout. Uh, then 30 minutes, uh, uh, I go to gym by walk. Again, 30 minutes, I come back by walk. So total two hours. I'm doing workout, one hour gym and one hour walking. So two hours I invest for my health. For me, health is wealth. I always focus on uh, health first, education second, wealth third. Fabulous. My Fabulous. First, first focus is only health. If I am healthy, I, 
I am fit to fight any kind of challenges I can face. And if I am healthy, I will be more uh, focused on my education. When I acquire education automatically, money will come. That is wealth. But unfortunately, what these millennials are doing, they are focusing too much on wealth. They are not caring for health. Hmm. And they are spending a lot of money for them. So that's a wrong approach. So in the book uh, titled See the Light in You, uh, which is uh, my award-winning book, which is selling great globally. In that book, the message I have given at the end is emphasize health first, education second, and wealth third. Right. So if you were to suggest one book for me to read, which one would it be? Would it be that one? Or... Uh, I can suggest, uh, I have written so many books like 21 Satya Sutras for CEOs, 21 uh, Satya Sutras for leaders, likewise so many books I have written, but in the current uh, coronavirus uh, scenario, it's better to read my book titled See the Light in You. Okay. And it is really an uh, amazing book with quality content, uh, talks about various aspects of uh, mindfulness, ಡಿನ್ Because I love dinner. Indian food. Yeah, what was your dinner <laughs> tonight? Food. What did you have? Oh, oh, oh. Uh, you should, uh, so when you come to India, I'll invite you for dinner. Uh, and uh, I, I, I live in uh, Hyderabad. Hyderabad is famous for biryani. I don't oh, know whether you remember it. I know it. biryani well, yeah. Biryani, biryani. You know, so when you come to India, you tell me, I'll invite you and uh, uh, offer you a beautiful biryani. And with some roti. Uh, yeah roti yeah uh, because oh, audience might audience might not understand roti uh, that chapati oh, and yeah. biryani uh, so and uh, now since i am already 55 uh, years old uh, i started uh, taking uh, less food when i was in military i used to take heavy food i exercised a lot now i started uh, uh, taking less food uh, that means whatever the amount is required only that much i am taking lovely okay well look that was a lovely conversation thanks amelia for sharing it with us and um, that was professor sm rao and i'll put a uh, ms rao sorry apology uh, ms rao uh, uh, and i'll cut that bit and i'll put the notes in the show notes i'll put the links to your amazon books and um, and all your talks And again, thanks a million. It's been a pleasure talking to you. It's indeed a great honor to invest my time and to share my knowledge with the world. And I'm grateful to you for giving me this opportunity uh, to share my knowledge and uh, about my book, See the Light in You. I request people to Google my name, Professor M. S. Rao. They, they can find uh, my social media platforms, especially my blog, Vision 2030. they can go there they can find uh, articles free articles lot of free stuff i am giving quotes all those things they can go and they can also visit my uh, youtube channel professor m s rao is they will find my youtube channel 
and they can subscribe and they can find my videos and the interviews which I am giving to uh, many people across the world. And I thank you once again for being in this wonderful opportunity. Brilliant. And I'll leave it with my only word of Indian Namaste. Uh, namaste. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Vatican.